You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. It's really the start to get closer to the truth, um, to find out who is really behind all of this. Um, but it's an important step that we have to go through. We're still only at the bottom of the pyramid. Yeah. Um, are you satisfied with the fact that the police are saying that the mastermind is amongst the people that have been arrested? Do you believe that he's amongst them or there's someone else who is I, I don't think that the provincial commissioner, I was listening to the Q&A and, and the statement, I don't think that the provincial commissioner really meant the true mastermind. Um, I think he was referring to the coordinator. Um, and so, so the coordinator, if I understand things correctly, received a sum of money and shared it with um, six other people. Um, where did that money come from? So if it came through the banking system, then the police should be able to pick up the trail and, um, and find out where it came and continue the investigation from there. So is this the true mastermind? I don't, my gut feeling says no, um, but I'm, I haven't done the investigation, I'm speculating. Mr. Forbes, Jade Paulson from the SABC. I just want to go back to the beginning. We saw the suspects coming in. Talk to us about how you felt when you saw them. Well, I just I mean, coming here today was to start seeing who these people are. Um, I, when they came in, it was the first time I had sight of them. But as I said, um, I couldn't really see them. See them because they're hiding behind the masks, and so for me, it, in, in some ways, it's a bit anticlimactic. Um, but but definitely, I came here to see who did this to to Ken and, and to Teams, and I, I can't see them. I can't I can't see who they are because they. I didn't know the law works that way. I didn't hide. So yes, I'm disappointed in in that the system allows it. As um, the media have been told, suspects were arrested, two of which last year that had separate um, cases. I imagine that the police have been communicating with the Forbes family. Yeah, I mean, we, we've. I, I want to use this opportunity to, to acknowledge that the investigating team have worked tirelessly. Um, we started the journey or they started the journey and and they and we were part of that journey from the very next morning after ken and, and teeps passed uh, the first day the, the saturday the post-mortem walking us through that the identification and, and the subsequent arrest um, uh, the briefings of of what's happened not necessarily every detail was shared with me, but certainly um, I've been briefed on most of what's been put in the public domain uh, at the last briefing. Um, so, so I am, and and, uh, and and rightly so, a lot of detail was 
also not put in the public domain because it's an ongoing investigation. And people, the, 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 the criminals were still at large, so it couldn't be divulged to the public. Um, and therefore, uh, you know, and I guess it had to come out at some stage because the public was losing patience and thinking police were not doing enough. I can say, and I've been consistent in terms of saying, we have to give the police the space to do their work and the prosecution. And I'm satisfied that they have done the best that they could. It doesn't mean that there are some things that could not have been done better. And that was Tony Forbes, uh, father of AKA speaking earlier. Now, we did get hold of our reporter, Nonjabulo um, Tungwa Makamu, uh, just to give us a sense of what transpired in court and what more we know about the suspects at this point. Nonjabulo, good afternoon. So uh, just walk us through, you know, how it all started and what transpired in court today, please. Well, yes, a very good afternoon to you, Sakina. Well, Sakina, I can tell you this much. The Durban uh, Magistrates Court, it was packed to capacity with members of the public, uh, family members of the accused, as well as, you know, police uh, who were out in their numbers. Security was extremely tight. Members of the media, it was quite a busy court day um, at um, Court 11. But of course, um, the matter did start with the accused, you know, coming up and taking the dock. And obviously, the state did say that they would actually wants this matter to be postponed citing that Sakina they want to be given time to finalize the investigations they just said that they need about seven days to finalize a very crucial investigations especially about each suspect they also did say that another reason is because they actually want to finalize the extradition processes of the two accused who were arrested at Eswatini um, earlier this week and they said that you know they are hoping that you know by the time this this matter uh, resumes uh, back on the 6th of March. Probably um, the processes would have been finalized. So those were some of the things. And of course, the defense, uh, Sakina, they did say that they also want to make sure that these accused, they do um, or they are given an opportunity to make a formal bail application, which means that there's going to be like a full sitting of the court, which will probably take about two days, Sakina, to finalize um, that um a bail application. Um, so, yeah, that's what uh, basically transpired in court in terms of the appearance of uh, these uh, five suspects in this matter. So at this point, Nonjabula, we know their names. Um, what more do we know uh, from uh, this morning or yesterday afternoon since we last spoke about the five accused? Mm-hmm. Although, Sakina, there isn't much that we know about them, we do know their names and, of course, their ages, and that's the youngest of the five um, at this point in time is a 21-year-old. But we also do know that uh, two of them were arrested sometimes last year and the other three were arrested sometimes this year. Whilst, um, and out of the three that were arrested this year, one of them was arrested yesterday. But, of course, um, they did say, well, according to police, that you know some of them, they were wanted for very, very... Uh, a high profile matters or high profile um, uh, cases that they were actually um, being, um, uh, you know, wanted for in other uh, separate matters. And of course, in this case, Asakina, we do know that um, amongst them, there are two spotters and there are those who are actually said to have, you know, been involved in ensuring that they've pulled the trigger with accused number one, that is Linda Gutlem Kwanazi, being the one who said to have pulled the trigger. But over and above that, Sakina, we do know that they're all facing 10 charges, which includes the two 
charges of murder, uh, the uh, charges of conspiracy to commit murder, attempted murder, as you know, that when AKA was um, uh, 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 gunned down with, along with tips, there were other people who were with him. So um, I believe that the attempted murders, they basically come from that, and as well as unlawful possession of firearms. Nonjabulo, with regard to the other two, but before I ask you about that extradition, uh, do we know who was arrested first among the seven suspects? Well, at this point in time, we're not 100% sure, Sakina, as to who was arrested first amongst these suspects. All we know that is uh, two of them were arrested sometimes last year. And if you remember very well this week when Police Minister, along with um, the Commissioner of uh, Police in Guazulu Natal, when they held that media briefing, they did say that, you know, um, a lot of information, they didn't want to actually give it out there to the pol- uh, to, uh, to the public, especially with the arrest of uh, some of these suspects that were said to be arrested um, last um, last year because they said that they felt that, you know, it would basically make it difficult or it would basically jeopardize their case in, in ensuring that, you know, they get or finalize certain arrests, like the issue of Eswatini. Another issue as well around that, Sakina, and um, even the commissioner also did say that, you know, they are very concerned, especially with the fact that there was some information which was shared with um, uh, the people, police officers at Eswatini were investigating and assisting with the investigations and they found that that you know some of the information has already reached the newspapers and it was actually publicized and he did say that that could have also affected their investigations and they would have not been able to be able to actually um, arrest these two suspects that are said to be um, uh, that are going to be extradited here in South Africa but over and above that you know police have said that you know let's just wait until the bail application because it's going to be quite a lengthy one. Hopefully we will get some form of clarity as to who was arrested first and in terms of, you know, the role that each accused is said to have played in this regard. And uh, with regard to the extradition of the two accused who were arrested in Eswatini, do we know how far the state is with that process? Um, that was actually another question that we did pose, the police minister as well as the commissioner. They did say that, you know, they have a very good working relationship with um, the police at Eswatini as well as the minister of police. Then they are making sure that they follow all processes um, that needs to be followed. Because one of the things that they said that, you know, as much as they are confident that Sakina, this process will be successful. But at the same time, they're saying that, you know, anything could happen. So they basically not sharing too much information on that, but they are saying that they are hopeful. Come the 6th of March, uh, when uh, these accused appear again, hopefully all seven of them will be there at the dock at the Durban Magistrate Court. Nonjabulam Tungwa Makamu, our reporter following the story for us in the Durban Magistrate's Court. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.